What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to episode four of The Show, The Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to thank you guys so much for all the feedback I got from the last episode with Scuffy McGee, who was just an awesome dude. It was my first time ever talking to him really at all. And I mean, man, he was just awesome. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys took some of his tips to heart. Um, I do want to add on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the show, the podcast. There is an exclusive members-only video on there right now. It's like five to seven minutes long, somewhere in that range. And Scuffy drops all the knowledge about how to be successful at Battle Royale. He thinks it is still the hardest thing to do in MLB The Show, go a flawless 12-0. I cannot say I disagree, as I've probably never gone past 6-0. Um, but Scuffy knows what he's talking about. If anybody knows Battle Royale, it's him. So if you guys want that inside scoop, patreon.com slash the show, the podcast for as little as $5 a month, you can get all the inside scoops when I interview content creators. I plan to always upload a member exclusive video, a short one to Patreon uh, about various topics in MLB the show every time I get a creator on the podcast. So this was the first one with a guest. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Leave me feedback as always. Uh, I know last episode I did not get to read five-star reviews because Scuffy was on. And uh, a good friend of mine very graciously pointed that out to me. So now I am going to read the couple of five-star reviews I've gotten since the last time I read. Um, So this five-star review is from Mom123. It is not my mother. I can confirm. The podcast just goes to show how big of a baseball guy Kenny is. Dingers only. That is correct, and that is also ironic, as I have never hit a dinger, and I only bunt in real life. Uh, Another review, five stars, from SportsPlayer128, who I interact with on Twitter quite frequently. Very nice person. Great stuff. Gotta check it out. Couldn't agree more. Uh, So thank you guys, both of you, for leaving five-star reviews. If you would like to leave a five-star review, please do so on Apple, and uh, I'll shout you out on the next episode, the next time I remember. Um, I thoroughly appreciate it. It helps the show very much. Um, It helps me know that I'm on the right track, and it helps it show up on Apple Podcasts, which is most important. I'm just kidding. What you guys have to say is most important. Um, So again, because we had Scuffy on last week, I didn't really get to talk at all about the absolute freaking bombs that MLB The Show dropped. Uh, Ramon, you are a hero to some, uh, a hero to most, I should say. They dropped the all-timers program, which was absolute heat. It gave us two endgame cards and maybe three. So what I mean by that is Babe Ruth is clearly an endgame card. Whether you play him at first base, risk him in right field, or leave him on the bench as a bench bat. I don't know why you'd do that, because he is that good. But he is the best first baseman I've played with this year. First base is a loaded spot. You have Frank Thomas now. We'll get to the seventh inning program in a bit. But you have Frank Thomas. You have Stan Musial. You have Cody Bellinger. You have Jim Tomei. 
You have David Ortiz. I honestly might be missing somebody else, but you have got loaded people at that position, and Babe Ruth is the best one. It's not close. So that's an endgame card that they drop for free. It just takes some grinding. The grinding sucked. It probably took me about three days. Um, you know, Hall of Fame is not easy for everybody. It certainly is not easy for me. I lost a handful of those games against the computer. But if you just stick to it, you, you can knock them out. So Babe Ruth, absolute endgame card. Rogers Hornsby, endgame second baseman. I had a poll up on Twitter this week, at the show, the pod on Twitter, if you're not following. Asking who the endgame second baseman is as of right now. Who the best one is so far. The choices were Ryan Sandberg, Robbie Cano, Roger Hornsby. Um, and I had another option on there. Regardless, Roger Hornsby is my pick. Sure. His defense ain't the best. Uh, he cost me a run in a game I played today because he made a er, he booted a routine ground ball. Um, a guy in a wheelchair could have made that play, and he did not. But he got up in the bottom of the first inning. He's my leadoff hitter, and he cranked a solo shot. I mean, not ideal that he made that error, but the guy is a walking dinger. He hits the ball so hard. His swing is just very fluid. He, he covers both sides of the plate. He covers all corners of the plate. 70 speed isn't great. It definitely won't kill you. Um, his base running's a little low, so you're not going to use him to steal, but he's a nice guy to go first to third, second to home. And his swing is, oh, it's, it's butter. It's beautiful. I love him. He's, he's my endgame second baseman, unless they drop Jesus Christ to play second base. I don't see him coming off the bag, uh, off the, the keystone rather. Um, and then I mentioned there is potentially a third endgame card, Tom Seaver. I personally don't pitch well with Tom Seaver. I never have. It's 100% me. It's not because the card is bad. I know that because I usually get destroyed by him, and I watch content creators pitch very well with him. So he's just not for me. So there's something about his pitch mix, his movement, his his uh, delivery, just not for me. However, this is a guy that is going to immediately slot right in next to Corey Kluber in a lot of rotations. Um, again, that card was free. Hornsby came from the, the beach ball in packs or whatever they're called, so you had to get lucky or pay stubs, so that was tough uh, for some people. I got lucky, I pulled him out of a pack, I was jumping up and down in my apartment. But Babe and Seaver, they come in that all-timers program, so those are two cards that out of nowhere they dropped. I remember sitting on Twitter that morning, and the world, the, the whole Twitter world blew up because no one expected any of that to come. And then, boom, for the next three days, hardly anybody was playing online because everyone was trying to grind those programs out. Um, so, Babe and Seaver are going to be in, I'd say, 90% of lineups moving forward, and Hornsby will be in probably a vast majority of lineups. Um, he's a little less accessible, like I said, because of the program being easier for Babe and Seaver. But if you have the stubs, Get Hornsby. Give him a shot. He could play third also. Uh, his defense will be worse there. But it's probably not a bad option at third either, to be perfectly honest. If you don't like Sheffield's fielding or if you're kind of done with Chipper at this point, um, worth a shot. So those three guys blew my mind that day. And I'm very, very happy that the content creators, um, rather the developers, excuse me, keep dropping this, this absolutely incredible content. 
Um, we talk about it every single week. I talked about it with Scuffy last week. The content is the best it's ever been. And that brings us to the seventh inning program, which dropped uh, Friday, August 14th. Speaking of content, you've got the henchmen, who are fine. Uh, Sergio Romo, Matt Carpenter, and somebody else whose mind is is, uh, is escaping me right now. I'm going to actually go look him up uh, right this second. Sorry, guys. So Romo was my pick, just for the record, because he's always kind of been tough to hit, just with his movement and velocity being so slow. Um, so it's Mark Burley is the other one. A very forgettable card, which is why I forgot him. Um, you will not see him anywhere. So don't even bother looking at his stats. Uh, Matt Carpenter has a really glitchy swing. His stats are kind of just average. Um, but I could see him on some benches. I mean, he's a lefty with a good swing and 100 contact versus right. So not unlikely. But Sergio Romo as a 92 reliever, right, is on that cusp of being relevant. And because he's very easy to get in this program, uh, I could see people using him. So I got to start practicing against his live series card just to kind of get a general idea. Um, you know, it's good to know these things before going into ranked and playing against him. Um, but we don't really care about the henchmen. They're just halfway to your 300 goal, which I'm not at yet. I got 261 stars. I'm so close. Um, but Bryce Harper, 99 MVP card, the best card art in the game. It's hands down, not close, the best card art in the game. Um, Twitter detectives knew this card was coming based on a previous teaser by MLB The Show. Um, the hope was that it would be a seventh inning program boss, and they were they were correct. So 99 Bryce Harper, who will absolutely destroy every single right-handed pitcher he faces. 116 contact, 125 power against righties, which you can prestige, of course. Uh, 95 arm in the outfield, otherwise just a so-so fielder. Um, then we have Signature Series 99 Walter Johnson, which is a giant, just a terrible card. Um, don't take him. I saw Coogs just debut him on Twitch. And Coogs is great. Coogs is one of the best players around. And not to say Coogs played poorly with him, but it's very obvious that he did not feel comfortable using Walter Johnson. Uh, he's four-seam sinker, curveball, changeup. The curveball is, it sucks. So he's basically a three-pitch pitcher. Um, and four-seam and sinker both have outlier, but they're also very close to the same speed. So in his windup, before even talking about anything else, his windup takes three years off your life to throw one pitch. So his per nines are great. He's got 99 velo, 99 break. You can prestige him. Sure. Like, I can see people using him. But guys, why? Don't don't bother. Don't waste your time. Um, and the other boss that came out, 99 Frank Thomas. Kevin G.O.D. had nightmares uh, about this card. I mean, he is the perfect platoon partner for Babe Ruth. And I think that's why I'm leaning toward him with my 300-star pick. Um, I mean, let's face it, I'm definitely going to be getting Bryce as well as a bench bat. I might as well also get Walter Johnson when his price comes down, just so I have those guaranteed 75 stars for the eighth inning program. But Frank Thomas is what you see, what you get. Uh, his hitting stats are absurd. Contact left, power left, both 125. 109 power, uh, contact against right, 104 power against right. He has a 57 fielding with the common shield, uh, which of course means he'll be the best fielder at first base in the game because Frank Thomas was like that last year, and he had no business doing so. Um, 
So these cards that d dropped might not be worthy of your starting lineups. Um, given the depth at outfield, Bryce Harper kind of gets lost in the mix. He might be like the seventh or eighth best outfielder in the game right now. Frank Thomas, as I mentioned, is so many first basemen. Probably a good pr platoon partner for Babe Ruth or Stan or any other lefty you might, or Cody Bellinger, any other lefty you might be running there. You know, he'll definitely be on my bench. He's not leaving my bench um, at the very least because of that power against lefties. Um, so I do want to read, I posted a, a question on Twitter, again, at the show, the pod, uh, just asking for what you guys thought um, about which seventh inning bosses you might be interested in. So I'm going to pull it up. Only got a couple of responses here, but they were very good ones. Uh, Sports Player 128, who left me a very generous five star review, which I appreciate. Thank you again. Uh, he said Frank Thomas simply as a diehard White Sox fan. Can't pass him up, otherwise I'd probably sell him. Not too impressed with any of them. It's a very fair assessment because I am also not incredibly impressed. These are not immediate lineup starters, um, as I said, but Frank Thomas, probably the best option as far as I can tell. Uh, then we had a response to that from Sport Video Gamer. Uh, Even as a Cubs fan growing up in Illinois, I was a sophomore in high school when Frank Thomas started to play. I idolized him and loved watching him rake. So more than likely, Ruth will go to left field, Thomas to first, and Ortiz to the bench. Uh, I love the sentiment. That's something that kind of gets lost in the shuffle in this game. We always talk about the content coming out, and everyone's trying to load up their roster with God Squad 99s. But with so many more players being introduced into this game, there is that sentimental value. Like, if Frank Thomas is your favorite player growing up, use him. If you love Frank Thomas, now's your chance to play with him. So I think that gets lost in everything. That's a very refreshing take, so I appreciate that. Um, I truthfully don't know how I feel about putting Babe Ruth into the outfield. Um, but his bat is so good, I, I can't see how you take it out of the lineup full-time. Um, and then Real Mig Train. Uh, whomever sells for the most, very good use of whom, by the way, uh, not bragging, but they don't make the cut for bench bats or spot starter. I don't know if I agree with you about bench bats, because like I said, Frank Thomas definitely is, Bryce Harper might be, but if you are a Stubbs guy and you're maybe still haven't finished collections, or maybe you're saving up for another card, by all means, sell these guys. If you don't think they crack your lineup and you can find budget bats to fill your bench, totally behind you, because I totally get it. Um, you know, that's what's so interesting about sometimes with these bosses. You know, Larry Walker was a pretty early boss, and he's been one of the best bosses they've released all year, but then a program like this comes out, and not as good as some of the other cards that we have already seen. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe Frank Thomas is going to be a glitch, and he's going to rake, and he'll enter a starting lineup. At least mine. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I'm not there yet. I'm pretty close. Need a couple more ranked wins, and I will uh, get the rest of the stars I need. Uh, it's only Saturday. It literally only happened yesterday when the things dropped, so I've been kind of on the grind. Um, but I, I thoroughly appreciate all the feedback and all the responses from you guys on Twitter. It's really cool to interact with the community. It's one of the things I've loved so far about starting this podcast and interacting with everybody is just hearing different opinions and meeting, or virtually meeting, all the really, really nice and supportive people who... Uh, don't need to support my show because who am I? But they just, they like the content. So I thoroughly appreciate it, guys. Um, I hope to continue having conversations with you on Twitter in the future. Um, maybe even on the podcast. We'll see. We'll get some of you guys on at some point. Um, 
So we got to take a quick break here to pay the bills. Uh, I'm really, really excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy. It's a daily fantasy sports app based on player props. Other daily fantasy apps, uh, you need to pick players and hope they get singles and doubles and, you know, score points. But this is strictly based on player props. Uh, Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like the other DFS apps, because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under, based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make some money during this shortened and very interesting MLB season, use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So if you deposit $20, it'll become $40. They are matching your $20 deposit as long as it's your initial, your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store, or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. So, guys, um, I thought this might be a pretty cool opportunity to talk about the MLB Content Creator League that was just announced earlier this week. First things first, I love that there are tournaments that are propping up the community, tournaments that are shining light on the people who not only love this game, but also are basically marketing the game for uh, San Diego, Sony San Diego, rather. Um, You know, MLB The Show doesn't have to do this. San Diego Studios doesn't have to do this, but... They are propping up the community, putting prominent and also not-so-prominent content creators together in a league uh, for cash prizes, for exposure. You know, there's Twitch drop packs enabled. So, the sentiment is fantastic. I love the idea. Uh, I do like the idea of including Twitch streamers or content creators who maybe we haven't heard of. Um, Because how better for, for those people to build their channels... And that's very generous of MLB The Show and Sony San Diego to help them uh, grow an audience and have a bigger voice. But at the same time, and this is not a shot at any of those smaller content creators, um, when you do that, you inevitably are leaving out prominent players, prominent content creators. So in this content creator league, no Daddy Dimu, no your friend Kyle, who's one of the best there is, Um, you know, two guys who I would have loved to seen, uh, Kyle is a stellar player and Dimu is the funniest person in our community, in my opinion. So, you know, those are name brand people in this community who draw an audience, who have support, who have followers. It's a rough look for... MLB The Show to not include those people, in my opinion. Again, this is all my opinion. You are, can disagree all you want. It's fine. I'm, I'm open to discourse and conversation on this subject. Uh, maybe it's something we could talk about on Twitter. But I just feel like you leave those big creators and streamers out, and now there's just this weird void in the league. Um, you know, 
Shelfie is still there. Healy is still there. Coogs is still there. So many of these twin gaming, I think, is in there. You know, th- there are rock star players in that in that league. But I just feel like it's missing something now. You know, it, it could be a little more fleshed out. Um, I, I'm very interested to see how the league goes. Uh, I know Twitch drops are enabled, so people will be tuning into streams, hopefully of the lesser known streamers as well. So they can build their brands. We can get packs, enjoy some really, really entertaining games. Um, Shelfie was up in the sixth inning against Yeo, and then Yeo proceeded to mercy Shelfie by the eighth inning. So anything can happen in this league, guys. Um, it's a lot of fun. I know there are other leagues now sprouting up on Twitter as well that are not MLB The Show sanctioned. Um, because there are a handful of them, and because I don't want to mess up the branding that you guys have put forth on those leagues, I don't necessarily want to shout them out. It's not because I'm not recognizing them. It's because I don't want to get the facts wrong. But I love that you guys are doing it. I absolutely love it. I'm not good enough to participate in them, so I don't know if I will do that in the near future. But the more leagues and the more exposure and the more camaraderie in this community will only help, especially as we move ahead to cross-platform with the next edition and, you know, with all the good things that's happening in Emily the Show right now, I love these leagues. I love them. It's it's only good um, for the game, for promoting the game, and for, you know, helping some, some people who are trying to get into streaming as a full-time business make some money. Um, it's tough. It's why I haven't tried it yet, but it's tough. Um, so these leagues are a great opportunity to learn about the different creators out there. Maybe you'll find a new favorite streamer. Give these people a chance. Um, Just because they're new doesn't mean they're not good, basically, is what I'm trying to get at here. Um, So I got one more thing I want to talk to you guys about. Quick shift gears. Uh, One of the reviews or suggestions I got on Twitter not too long ago was to maybe do some card reviews from Reddit. So I don't know if I'm going to do card reviews from Reddit, but I what I will do is provide you guys with a lineup update, what I'm rolling with right now in Diamond Dynasty, and give you some opinions on some of the new cards I have, and uh, maybe it helps you guys. Maybe it steers you towards a certain player or away from a certain player. So um, I'm just going to roll through my lineup, uh, roll through my, my rotation, and maybe share a couple stats with you guys, and, and that's it. Uh, so... Mickey Mantle, not prestige yet, but he's in left field. And the only reason he's in left field is because I finally got Collection Award Mike Trout. Uh, the most recent Tops Now cards that came out were the last things I needed to finish the collection. So, a little rough with Mike Trout so far. He's 4 for 20 in 6 games. Um, his swing is really quick, so I just kind of have to get used to it. Uh, he does have 2 bombs. He has a stolen base. Um, he's actually been hit by two pitches already. Um, but I, I like this card. Uh, I know I complained about him being the collection award. I still don't know if he was billed appropriately. I think it was overblown. And as Scuffy pointed out very wisely, it was by our community that, that kind of pushed it too far. But like I said, he's a card who's going to be in my lineup until something better comes around. So his diamond defense is in center field. Larry Walker's in right field. He's not going anywhere. He's close to prestige. Uh, first base, like I mentioned, Babe Ruth. <sighs> Dude is unbelievable. I wish he had a prestige version because that would just be stupid. But he's he's there and he's not moving. Same goes for Rogers Hornsby at second base. So I've played 22 games with him, 81 at-bats. Dude's hitting 383 with 13 bombs. 
He's incredible. Um, did they show fielding stats on this? Yeah, he's, he's only made one error, but I think it's more so about the balls he hasn't gotten to or the animations that he's gotten that have prevented me from getting outs, if that makes sense. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but he'll make up for it with the stick. So I'm all about it. I, I was also using Daniel Murphy at second base, and his defense was just as bad, if not worse. So I'm used to it. It's fine. Um, shortstop. So I made a move. I was using Ernie Banks. Just got in a slump with him. I tried Jimmy Rollins. I didn't like him. I know the switch hitter is nice, but I just didn't like him. So I'm now using Robin Yount, who I've seen a lot of people like. Um, not as common in lineups because of Jimmy and Ernie Banks and some Alan Trammell even. He's not prestiged. I literally just got him today, so I only have a handful of games with him. But eight at-bats, three hits. Um, I love his swing. Something about the timing of it is just really nice. It's very smooth. Um, eight at-bats is hardly a sample size to judge. But for now, I'm going to use him. Uh, I think I like him. Defense is very good. Arm strength, very good. Once you prestige him, even better. 71 speed won't kill you. Uh, he's good. He's a good card. My third baseman is my favorite third baseman in the game. Hands down, I think the best third baseman in the game. Prestige George Brett. Guys, if you have not given him a chance, please do so. Um, I know a lot of people like Sheffield and Chipper. And Hornsby maybe at third. Um, or Mike Schmidt. Or Harmon Killebrew. Stop using all of them. George Brett is absurdly good. Just with the prestige version. In 24 at-bats. He's 12 for 24. With four doubles. A homer and three RBI. I'm going to go back out to read you guys what I hit with his regular version. So his regular version. 352 at-bats. 34 homers, 73 RBI, 313, which for me is a good average. I know some people like to hit higher, but for me, 313 is a very, very good average. 329 OBP, it's because I'm impatient and I don't walk. The card, the swing, stupid. Just absolutely stupid. So if you're not using George Brett or you haven't tried him, I implore you to at least try. If you don't like him after trying him, by all means, move along. But I encourage you to try him. Um, the power plays up. The prestige version is 88 power against right, 83 against left. Because of his swing, it's better than that, I promise you. Um, it's it's worth it. I, even if you just buy him off the market, you don't have to do the team affinity for the Royals to unlock him. Just buy him. He's he's not that expensive. His, uh, let's see, his regular version is like 55K. I mean, it's like mid-range. It's not bad. Now at catcher... Uh, I keep bouncing between people. I still can't find a catcher I like. I unlocked Prestige Posey. I don't like Posey's swing, so I'm back to Craig Biggio. For now, he's the best bad option, in my opinion. Um, I don't really want to try the new Joey Bart headliner. I feel like he's not going to be that good. So I'm rolling with Craig Biggio for now until something comes along. He's not prestiged. I haven't used him a ton. Um, I'm on a nice little streak with him right now, but I'm only hitting like 250, like I, like I said, guys, you know, a 300 batting average is really good for me. 250 is obviously not great, but I'm on a little bit of a streak with him right now. Just kind of a placeholder. His defense is good. His speed is, is a big advantage at catcher, and he's my eight hitter. So every once in a while, he'll turn the lineup over. On my bench, Prestige Sandberg. Um, I really only bring him off the bench either against a lefty pinch hitter, uh, as a pinch hitter, or eighth, ninth inning if I have a close lead. 
I will replace Hornsby and put Sandberg at second base with his diamond feeling, fielding. Uh, Daniel Murphy's still on my bench because his swing is beautiful, and I love him. I will never take him out of my lineup. Ernie Banks is on my bench because he does mash lefties. I had said I'm not hitting great with him. He's kind of like my last option off the bench. Um, but his numbers are too good to take him off. I feel it, it's entirely my fault that I'm not hitting with him, clearly, because people rake with this guy. Um, so I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. 98 Prestige Bellinger is on my bench. I've really hit a cold streak with him, but his fielding is so good and his speed is so good that if I do feel as if I need to replace Babe Ruth in the field late in games, I do that. Because um, something about his fielding scares me too. Uh, and then Stan Musial, this is tough. He's on my bench. I want to start him so bad because I'm in love with him. His swing, his stats, the guy is so good. But I mean, where are we playing him? Babe Ruth is at first, Mickey Mantle and Larry Walker in the corners. So, like, he's my first pinch hitter off the bench against the right-hander, even against a lefty. His stats against lefties are actually better than against righties. So, he's on my bench for now. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to leave there, unfortunately, but love that card. Absolutely love it. Pitching staff. Not a ton of turnover here. Uh, Still Kluber, Prestige Oral Hershiser, who I found to be a little more hittable lately. So I have a really quick pull with him, really short leash. Uh, Prestige Paxton, who is hit or miss with me, depends on guys uh, chasing the cutter. I try to always throw the cutter out of the zone, and it's a good speed differential. So if you've got a guy who's flailing, then keep throwing that cutter. Um, I just recently prestiged John Smoltz. Now, John Smoltz is not really a common person you see in rotations. I don't know if he's a very popular pick. He's got a sneaky fastball that gets up to 99. Five-pitch mix. The splitter's very good. I don't throw the curveball a ton because it, it's a roller. You know, it's kind of a hanger. Unless you get guys who've shown the ability, or the inability, rather, to hold off on low pitches. I, I don't really recommend the curveball too much. But I like Schmaltz. Um, he's probably my four or five starter. I, I just listed him as... Yeah, he's my four starter. There you go. Um, he's all right. I like him for now. I intend to replace him when something better comes out. But he's better for me than Tom Seaver. So that's why he's here. Um, and then my fifth starter spot's kind of just a open door. Um, don't like Seaver. 99 Maddox is home run derby. Um, I had been using Jim Palmer, who's eh. I really like the Kerry Wood that just came out, but his control is so bad. So it's eh. I toyed with uh, Players League Blake Snell. Eh, so I don't really have a bona fide fifth starter yet. That's something I hope comes out soon. I can promise you, it will not be Walter Johnson. Um, and my bullpen, I recently made some big upgrades. Very happy with the bullpen. Raleigh Fingers, Jake McGee, Billy Wagner. Those are my two lefties. Tom Henke, don't have him prestiged yet. About halfway there. Um, love him. Very happy to have him now. Rob Dibble, I got lit up in one game with Rob Dibble, so his ERA is bloated right now. It's like a six and a half, but he's been locked down after that one game, so it's been much better. Uh, the new 98 Cy Young Eric Gagne, hit or miss with me. I think some guys who know how to time his pitches can light him up, but I like him. His control is good, splitter's good. You cannot abuse that changeup because people will sit on it, but if you mix it in every once in a while, I think he's worth it. Uh, and he's only going for 36,000 stubs right now on the market. So it's really not not that bad. 
Um, and then my closer is Prestige Mo. Um, not my favorite reliever. I am a Yankee fan, so Mariano is my, you know, quote-unquote ninth inning guy. I feel like he's really hittable, but if you're against a guy who doesn't mind chasing pitches, throw that cutter in on a lefty's hands, and he'll swing at everything, either pop it up, roll it over. Um, so he's not, you know, he's the best rated closer, best rated reliever right now. So he's going to be in pretty much everybody's lineups. Um, but I kind of mix and match my ninth innings based on which hitters are coming up or which guys have energy or, you know, I don't think anybody in this game truly has a lockdown saves guy or ninth inning guy. Um, that's also a bigger philosophical discussion in real life baseball, but we're not going to get into that today. Um, but I like Mo. Mo is good enough for now. I don't know if we're going to get something else. I still don't have that 97 Chapman. I'm kind of saving up stubs for him. I'm at like 95, 98, or 96,000 right now. Um, I think he's a lot more than that, to be perfectly honest. But eventually I will have him, and he'll he'll go on the squad too, probably re- uh, replacing McGee, because McGee can be hittable sometimes. But yeah, guys, that's where I'm at. Um so who, I forgot who told me to uh, review cards on Reddit. I apologize for not remembering uh, your handle. I hope this was a good alternative to that. Um, I don't know, something about Reddit. I don't always trust things I read on Reddit because some people just like to troll. Um, that's the internet for you, I guess. So I don't know, guys. Let me know what you think about my lineup. Um, let me know what you think about today's episode. Let me know what you think about all the cards that have been released. And let me know what you think about Thrive Fantasy. I've been playing Thrive Fantasy. It's a lot of fun. It is definitely much more accessible than other daily fantasy sports, so I suggest you give it a try, um, as long as it's legal in your state, of course, because um, it is sports betting. So, guys, that is the end of Episode 4. Thoroughly appreciate you listening. We have a YouTube channel now. Uh, the Scuffy McGee interview is on my YouTube channel. You can just search the show, the podcast, on YouTube. You can search... Scuffy McGee on YouTube. It will come up. Please listen. Please like. Please subscribe. Definitely please subscribe. Uh, I'd like to build this channel up. I might get into content creating eventually. I want to practice a little bit with my editing skills because it's not really my forte. But I'd like to build that channel up. Have some fun with it. Um, Leave comments. Let me know what you guys think. And thank you again for listening. I really appreciate all the support this show has gotten through its first four episodes. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.